Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, how we doing? Welcome to the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, coming to you after the weekend here, Monday, March 28th, recording this in the afternoon here on Monday, depending on when you're listening. And we have a lot to get to. I'm looking forward to this episode. Make sure you are subscribed, okay? I mean, how many times do we have to tell you, people? <laughs> Available on all of your podcast platforms, wherever you prefer listening to your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Pods, Spotify, you know the drill. And you can follow me on Twitter at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. You can find links to each and every episode as well as links to all of those podcast platforms that I just mentioned right there on my Twitter page. So a lot to get to, as I mentioned, and we'll talk Villanova. Another Final Four appearance, their third appearance in their last six tries their last six tournament appearances unbelievable what jay wright and the villanova wildcats have been able to do now both big pitcher in the past six years as i mentioned and even this year big win over houston that game was hideous but it was beautiful all in one uh 50 to 44 villanova got the win but at a cost <clears throat> excuse me and the cost is more now, the second leading scorer for the Wildcats, he averaged, I think, just over 15 points per game this season, and he's done. All right, he he will not be on the floor Saturday evening, early in the evening there for that 6.09 p.m. Eastern time tip against Kansas. So 
you know, I, what does that mean, right? Like, I, I'm not sure how I should go about betting this, what my confidence level is now without more. So we'll get into that a little bit more in this episode. We'll talk some Phillies. We will talk some Eagles. We'll, of course, talk some 76ers. They're off on Monday today, but they're back at it against Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, and the Bucks Tuesday night. Odds aren't posted yet for that matchup, but we'll uh, we'll recap their weekend. We'll recap their three-game road trip out west. They lose a frustrating loss Sunday evening out in Phoenix. We'll, we'll get to that as well. So let's do it, y'all. Let's do it. Start this episode like we always do. With all of the updates from all of the teams that I just mentioned, either in the futures market, upcoming games, and more, all posted, of course, at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. So here we go. All right. And to start things off here, let's get all of the betting updates at Bet Rivers Sportsbook in Pennsylvania with our Bets from Broad Street segment, the Bets from Broad. And let's start with Villanova. Final four, baby. They're tipping off Saturday, 6.09 p.m. Eastern time, to be exact, against Kansas. And Villanova now finds themselves as a four-and-a-half-point underdog against Kansas. More with the injury, as we all know. And we'll, we'll get to more of this game a little bit later in this episode. So Nova getting four-and-a-half at the moment. You look at the money line odds. Villanova to win the game, plus 170. Kansas to win, minus 210, with the total sitting at 132.5. For what it's worth, it's not from Broad Street, but UNC Duke. Duke the four-point favorite. Duke on the money line, minus 200. UNC plus 163, the total 150.5. The updated national championship odds for Villanova. They're plus 500 right now, 5-1. to one. For what it's worth, the other three teams, Duke at the moment is the odds-on favorite at plus 135, Kansas plus 200, UNC plus 550. All right, let's get some updates on the 76ers and all of their odds updated at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The 76ers, they have moved. The odds have changed here and not for the better. You know, they were 7-1 to one for a while uh, to win the NBA championship. Now at 10 to 1 at Bet Rivers. 76ers to win the title, 10 to 1. 76ers to come out of the East and represent the conference in the NBA Finals. Now 4 to 1. That was sitting at 3 to 1 for a while. So some slight movement there for East winner and title winner for your Philadelphia 76ers. For the Atlantic Division odds, the 76ers at minus 114. The favorite, the Boston Celtics at minus 132. All right, we'll get a Joel Embiid MVP update on his odds and everyone else's. Mainly, it's Joel Embiid and uh, Nikola Jokic, as we all know. There's been some movement there, and for the better, as it relates to Joel Embiid, as far as separating himself a little bit. Now, minus 200. This is the first time I've seen Joel Embiid cross the, you know, the minus 200 threshold. He was... Sitting right around minus 130, minus 134, minus 160. Uh, now today, on this Monday, March 28th, Joel Embiid, minus 200. Jokic, down to 
plus 170. So we're obviously going to keep a close eye on that. Uh, a, a cool added betting option at Bet Rivers. I believe it's new. I, I'm always on the, the Bet Rivers uh, wagering menu each and every day, all day. But this seems new here. Leading scorer in the NBA this year, points per game. And this one's close between LeBron, Joel Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, LeBron James right now is at 30.1 points per game. And he's he's the leader. And he's also the leader in the betting market, of course. That checks out. Uh, his odds to secure the scoring title, if you will, minus 182. Then you have Joel Embiid right behind him at 29.9 points per game. And Joel Embiid's plus 200. That's an interesting bet. Uh, Giannis is plus 500. And he's right there, too. I mean, he's at 29.7 compared to Joel's 29.9 and LeBron's 30.1. All three of these guys have exactly eight games remaining on the schedule. So that's going to come down to the very last game. That's interesting there. We can maybe get a little bit more into um, a play on that one a little bit later in this episode. The Fly Guys, your Philadelphia Flyers, they're not in action on Monday, but they're back at it Tuesday night, 8 p.m. in Minnesota, taking on the Wild Flyers plus one and a half priced at minus 108 the wild laying the one and a half priced at minus 110 money line odds for the flyers plus 220 the wild minus 265 total goals set at six and a half the over priced at plus 105 under priced at minus 125 and we'll preview that matchup on tomorrow's episode, we'll give you a best bet slash play. All right, let's get to the Phillies' updated odds. Nothing really new here to report. Uh, World Series odds for the Phillies has been sitting at 28 to 1 at Bet Rivers now for probably a week, maybe a little bit longer. They were at 35 to 1. And then after signing Schwarber and Castellanos, it moved down to 28 to 1. And that's where it's remained uh, to win the National League, 14 to 1. Phillies to win the NL East. Plus 450, I like that bet. Uh, Harper to win MVP, an update there. Not much to update. Plus 650, no movement with that. Phillies total wins at Bet Rivers set at 84 and a half. And the Phillies to make the playoffs. Yes, minus 122. No, minus 103. All right, we'll wrap up the bets from broad with the Philadelphia Eagles. Super Bowl odds, 40 to 1. NFC winner, 18 to 1. Eagles to win the division, the NFC East, at plus 325. Eagles total games won, set at 8.5. Over 8.5, priced at minus 134. Under 8.5, priced at plus 104. And the Eagles to make the playoffs, yes, plus 132. No, minus 175. Interesting with that. We'll keep a close eye on that as well. And, uh, just like we do with with all of the squads here in our city. All right, so let's start things off talking some hoops and not with Villanova. We'll we'll get to them. I mean, listen, we have all week to preview Villanova, Kansas, and we will certainly do just that. I can't wait for that game. But in the meantime, we have 76ers to get to. And let's start by just doing a quick recap with that Suns that Suns game on Sunday evening 
6 p.m. Eastern time and the 76ers lose. And that was just, this is just happening way too often. No, not the 76ers losing, but when they lose, how they do it. Right? They had a 15-point lead at one point against the Suns. They end up losing 114-104 to on the road in Phoenix. Suns come back uh, from a 14-point deficit on February 8th in Philadelphia against the Sixers as well. Devin Booker, Sunday, went off. He just did what he, what he does best, man. He's a walking bucket. He had 35 points. Chris Paul, he's back now from that injury. He's been back. Uh, he had 19 points and 14 assists, just doing what he does best. Joel Embiid, he did what he did best, but it wasn't enough. 37 points, 15 rebounds, three steals, two blocks, a partridge and a pear tree from Joel Embiid. And here's the concerning aspect. James Harden, once again, I mean, the inconsistency from James Harden, particularly on offense and just shooting the rock, it's, it's concerning. I mean, how is it not concerning? It's not something we can just completely ignore right now. Harden against Phoenix on Sunday was 2 for 11 from the floor. He finished with 14 points, 9 assists, and 7 rebounds. So the 76ers wrap up their short three-game road trip, two in L.A. against the Lakers and Clippers, both wins, and then the loss Sunday against the Suns. You look at their record right now, the Sixers are 46-28, and 28, and on Saturday night, you know, I was on WIP talking about the Sixers in first place. Well, after the loss against Phoenix, the Sixers dropped from the top spot in the East from first all the way to fourth. It's just, it's remarkable how close this is in the Eastern Conference right now. And the 76ers, yeah, they're in fourth, as I mentioned. They're just a half a game out of being back in first place. And let's look at the standings right now because we do have a team that should be on, on our radar. And I think it's on most of our radars right now uh, if we're following the 76ers and the NBA closely, and I know a lot of you are. The Boston Celtics, they're in first place, 47-28. and 28. They've won six straight games. They've won nine of their last 10. They look scary. They look really scary right now. So they're tied with the Miami Heat for first, but Boston has the tiebreaker, it appears. Miami's in second with the same record at 47 and 28. Milwaukee, same record as the 76ers. Huge matchup on Tuesday. Huge matchup. All right, Milwaukee, 46 and 28. They're in the third spot. The 76ers, also 46 and 28. They're in the fourth spot. So you have the 76ers and the Bucks with the identical records in third and fourth. And then you have the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat also with identical records in first and second. So who knows where the 76ers team is going to wind up finishing. But I remember just like a week, week and a half ago, I was talking to some people, some different fans, friends, whatever, about, well, you know, maybe the 76ers can rest Joel Embiid and James Harden for a few games down the stretch. Now, maybe maybe they want to intentionally lose or rest the guys and not really go all out to, to get these wins in the final seven, eight games of the regular season, also depending on matchups for the playoffs. But there's, they can't afford to just cakewalk these, uh, these final eight games because, listen, fourth place – 
is a big difference from first. Hot take alert. But, you know, they, they need to gear up here. I mean, we'll get through their, their final eight games and, and who they're playing and where they're playing them at in just a minute or two. But there's really no room for error, right? So Boston, Miami, Milwaukee, and Philly, neck and neck separated by a half half a game if they're not tied you look at the rest of the teams in the eastern conference there's a little bit of a separation there once we get away from the top four how about the chicago bulls 43 and 31 no slouch no one really believes in them i think including myself just as it relates to coming out of the eastern conference but still going to be a tough out right they're they're not someone that you can overlook uh they have been struggling as of late. You know, they're four and six in their last 10 games. They're in the fifth spot in the Eastern Conference. The Toronto Raptors, who I think are underrated, right? A little bit of a different narrative than the Chicago Bulls. They're in the sixth spot, Toronto is. They're 42 and 32. They're four and a half back of Boston in first place. Uh, obviously, four games back of the 76ers. Then you look at seven through 10. And this is what we all have our eye on as well. The Cleveland Cavs, they're really in that second-tier group with Toronto and Chicago, right? You have Tier 1, we can call it, with Boston, Miami, Milwaukee, Philly. Tier 2, Chicago, Toronto, Cleveland. Cleveland's in the seven spot, so they'd be in the play-in tournament with a record of 41-33. and 33. They're a game behind Toronto, right? So who's going to end up in that seven spot? I have no clue. Could be Toronto, could be Cleveland. Could be Chicago if they really falter down the stretch here of the NBA regular season. Eight through 10, Charlotte's in the eighth spot. Brooklyn's in the ninth spot. They have identical records at 39 and 36. And then you have the Atlanta Hawks in the 10th spot at 37 and 37. That's it, right? I mean, the Knicks, they're on the outside looking in of the play-in tournament. They're, uh, what are they, four and a half games out of Atlanta. So it looks like we have our field set, but we have no clue what the seating of that said field is actually going to look like once the season wraps up. It's going to come down to quite literally the final game of the regular season. So we'll get to some of the odds in the futures market here in a second. I mean, I talked about the 76ers updated odds in our bets from broad segment to start the show, but just to go back to the three-game road trip and the loss to the Suns on Sunday night. It is, you look at the weaknesses of this 76ers team, and I've talked a lot about this, but it has to be continued to be discussed. Matisse Thibel's an issue. Matisse Thibel in the starting lineup is an issue. Um... You know, he was tasked to man up with uh, Devin Booker. He didn't do terrible on him, but Booker certainly went off at different points of that game. The Sixers ended up closing out the game with Danny Green in that spot over Matisse Thibel. Danny Green actually didn't do a terrible job guarding Booker. But the Sixers right now clearly don't have a... a Every game closing lineup. So that's a problem, right? Like, who's the fifth guy? Is it Matisse Thibel? Is it Danny Green? Who should be the fifth guy, Matisse Thibel or Danny Green? 
I love Matisse, right? We all do. Great kid. We're all rooting for him. He's an elite defender, which is a huge asset to have with that starting group, in that starting group. But he can't hit the Atlantic Ocean with a rock. Like, he is a, a horrible shooter. And shooting is what you need the most to surround Joel Embiid and James Harden with. So do you put Danny Green there instead? I, I mean, I don't know. You, you probably should, but Danny Green has been extremely frustrating to me in his entire tenure in Philadelphia so far, especially this season. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything to make me feel good about him in the starting lineup either. So that's a problem. You know what else is a problem? The bench. There is no bench, right? We've talked a lot about Villanova only going six deep, uh, not having any depth. Well, the other team here, the Philadelphia 76ers, they don't have any depth either. And that's fine come playoff time, but it's also not. Like you need at least two or three guys that are coming off the bench that you feel good about, that you can rely on. All right, yeah, in the playoffs, all the stars play more. But DeAndre Jordan, the dude needs a cane. I mean, he can barely get up and down the floor. He's, he's horrible right now. I mean, Father Time has won that battle with DeAndre Jordan. There's no shooting. I mean, they, they don't even have enough shooting to make you feel good about the fifth starter in the starting lineup. So, obviously, that carries over onto the bench. Besides Niang... Who do you like here coming off the bench? No one. So that's a huge concern. And then just Doc Rivers is obviously a huge concern. And then, oh, yeah, this team is still trying to figure out how to play with James Harden. I mean, that, that that's just the bottom line. Like, Friday night against the Clippers, Harden had a 25-point first half. He looked great. He didn't look great at all in Phoenix. So... They have a lot to work on with not a lot of time left. And, you know, I remember saying this after the first few games of James Harden playing with the 76ers, right? We all know first five games with Harden, 76ers were 5-0. and I, I remember the Minnesota game. That's where Harden made his debut, clear as day. And I remember talking about it, pretty sure on the Philadelphia CityCast right here with you, the next day recapping that game one thing that i noticed that i loved was harden wasn't forcing anything like he just he he replaced curry in the starting lineup and he just took on that role right like he just inserted himself there with the starters and he didn't force anything he moved the ball he found open guys he penetrated and kicked he got Embiid going. Like, it was, nothing seemed forced. And it just felt like, wow, okay, we have, we have a star here now. We have another star, particularly in the backcourt with Joel Embiid for the first time. Now, fast forward, and it's clear that Doc Rivers is trying to run different sets for James Harden. And, and I, I don't fault, fault him for that, but... That's why we're starting to see this inconsistency on offense 
from the 76ers. You're trying to get pick and rolls with James Harden and Joel Embiid. You don't have the spacing and shooters around them. Like, they're still trying to get comfortable with each other. It's just, there's a lot of unfinished business and concerns and questions surrounding James Harden and this team. That's not a good thing right now at this time of year. Obvious statement, but it's a concern. And I look at this Eastern Conference as we started this conversation about the 76ers. You have all these question marks. And you have an East that there's really no days off, right? Like there's no there's no cakewalk of an opponent here. 76ers, now if the playoffs started today, they'd be kicking off their first round against the Chicago Bulls. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel pretty good, I should say, about the 76ers winning a seven-game series against Chicago. It won't be easy. That would go six or seven games for sure, right? And then you're tasked with you know, most likely playing Boston in the second round. And then you have to play Milwaukee or Brooklyn. Well, not Brooklyn, depending on where they finish, but you get my point. There is no easy series here for the 76ers. If, if they get lucky, I think Cleveland is a very favorable matchup for the 76ers. And that's a that's a likely first-round opponent. Outside of that, I, I don't know, man. Good luck. Good luck. This East is no joke right now in the NBA. It, it is deep, and it's going to be really tough to win three seven-game series in this year's Eastern Conference uh, in, in the association. All right, so let's look at let's look at the odds for some of the top teams in the Eastern Conference at Bet Rivers. Now, like I said, I I mentioned the 76ers odds to start the show in our bets from broad uh, segment, and the 76ers to come out of the Eastern Conference now at plus 400, which has moved from three to one plus 300 they were sitting there for quite some time uh so they moved back a little bit the brooklyn nets it's amazing but they're still the odds on favorite at plus 225 you have milwaukee at plus 300 you have boston at plus 350 philly next at four to one as i mentioned miami five to one and then there's a big drop off right and then after miami at 5 to 1 the chicago bulls are 22 to 1 toronto 50 to 1 cleveland 50 to 1 so you have brooklyn milwaukee boston philly and miami all between plus 225 and plus 500 i mean pick a card any card i think we can all agree that any of those teams we could easily see in the nba finals right you, you can you can easily predict any of those teams to come out of the East, right? So, like, what's the best bet right now? I don't love the 76ers. I, I, four to one. You know, I don't know. The Heat are interesting at five to one. Boston's obviously interesting at plus 350, the third best odds at Bet Rivers to come out of the Eastern Conference, and they've been scorching hot. They're the, the talk of the town as it relates to the NBA, winners of – uh, six straight games, nine of their last 10, as I mentioned. That's probably a good play right now. But the 76ers, I don't want to say they're trending in the wrong direction, but they're certainly not trending in the right direction. All right, Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. 
right, we'll we'll switch away from the 76ers here for a second. And just a quick thought or two on Villanova. Now, we all know now, unfortunately, there's this fly flying around my mic, and it's it's really, really frustrating me. All right, anyway. <laughs> Justin Moore. He has been just a huge piece to this Villanova puzzle. Villanova goes as he goes, right? I mean, Colin Gillespie is number one as it relates to Villanova going as a player going, but Justin Moore is right there, right? And, and we've talked a lot about the lack of depth with Villanova. Jay Wright, he, he has six guys that he trusts, two or three more that he can play, that he has played periodically, but they go six deep. So Justin Moore is out now in this Final Four matchup against the Jayhawks, and the Jayhawks are no joke. And as I said a little bit later throughout the week, We'll, uh, we'll start diving deeper into this matchup. But according to on-off data from Hoop Explorer, when Villanova plays without senior point guard Colin Gillespie, the Wildcats' offensive rating, three-point rate, percentage rate, and assist rate all take a big dive, and the turnovers go up. And those trends also all continue in that same direction when second-leading scorer Justin Moore sits. Well, he's going to be sitting... Saturday against Kansas. So Colin Gillespie cannot come off the floor for a second. He's going to play the entire game, I would imagine. And someone's going to have to step up. Someone's going to have to step up. It's going to be a really tall task uh, for Villanova to come away with this win. At the moment, early in the week, first look, I, I would rock with Villanova plus four and a half. That that's for now, though. Right? Is there any plays that I like? For national title odds at Bet Rivers, I mentioned this earlier in the Bets from Broad segment to start the episode. Duke at plus one thirty-five, don't like that. Kansas two to one, don't like that. Uh, Nova five to one, interesting. Honestly, I, I I I would probably lean with UNC plus five fifty. Like if I had to make one bet of the four teams, I would probably lean with UNC plus 550. I also like Nova at 5-1. to one. It's just hard for me to say that because, as I've mentioned, I have a Villanova to win the national championship ticket at 26-1. to one. Just need two more wins, baby. Come on. Give me two more wins. Give it to me. All right, so before we wrap up this episode, I did want to touch on the leading scorer available option at the wagering menu at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, NBA leading scorer points per game for the year. I love Joel Embiid at plus 200. I mean, it, he's essentially tied with LeBron James right now, points per game. LeBron, 30.1. Joel, 29.9. So 0.2 points behind LeBron James right now. Both players have eight games remaining. Giannis is in third at 29.7. He's 5-1, to one, but certainly would look at that play. Joel Embiid, plus 200 right now to end up with the scoring title in the NBA. All right, I appreciate all you guys for tuning in uh, as we get things back, back underway this week with this Monday episode. And just some... 
housekeeping items, what to expect the rest of the week. Tomorrow morning, Tuesday, March 29th, I will be recording our weekly crossover episode with the New York City cast. That's Will Hill, to be exact. So looking forward to that conversation. We'll get a little bit more into baseball and the futures market in Major League Baseball. We'll also, of course, touch on March Madness in the Final Four. We'll get his thoughts uh, in the NBA as we come down the stretch in the pros. We'll preview 76ers Bucks tomorrow night. So uh, a fun episode Tuesday. Uh, also a little bit later in the week, I'll give you some very early thoughts as it relates to the Eagles. Do we like over eight and a half wins? Do we like the Eagles' chances to win the NFC East? I'll recap some of the you know, moves and lack thereof that they've made thus far in the NFL offseason. So busy week ahead, of course, with the Villanova Final Four matchup lingering at the finish line on Saturday at 6 p.m. Have a great rest of your day, great rest of your night. Good luck on all of your bets, and I'll catch you on the next episode with Will Hill right here on the Philadelphia CityCast, presented by BetRivers Sportsbook. No more football? No problem. BetRivers Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on BetRivers' many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or even same-game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast. With more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at BetRivers Sportsbook, get started with Life After Football with the BetRivers app.